You are listening to Zoom, the retro comic book show. Timmy Doom, and uh, today, March, I mean, I'm sorry, as I record this, it's May 4th, New Comic Book Day, also May the 4th be with you, which is some bullshit, and <laughs> it's also Fight Day, um, this guy Mayweather fought this other guy, Guerrero, for some boxing championship, uh, I don't know if they are middleweights or something, I don't know. All I know is the black man won. And I want to review uh, some comics I picked up at Free Comic Book Day. I got there late as a mug. (laughs) Man, I don't got no fucking discipline. I was like, man, I'm just going to go to the comic book store at 11 o'clock or whatever when they open. And, you know, if there's a line, I'll wait in it. But what did I do? I left the house at about 2 or 3. I do that all the time. No wonder I ain't got no job. I'm lazy as fuck. Anyway... (laughs) And I'm probably going to get kicked out of here. But my point is, free comic book day. Okay, before I get to free comic book day, no, forget it. I'm just going to get into the free comics. Forget it. I'm not going to vent. I'm not going to talk about anything today except for the comics I picked up. I got there late, so um, there was only seven com- there were only seven comics there. But, I mean, there, was more, more, there were more than seven comics on the table but I'm just saying there were seven stacks of comics so anything else they had was gone I wanted to get the Sesame Street thing for uh, either my friend's daughter or my niece and nephew even though I don't have any money to send anybody anything (laughs) in the mail they live on the east coast but I could have you know given it to a child here who I know that would have been nice but the comic store I went to said they were making it they were trying to make an effort to just get stuff for the kids. So more of the the more stuff that adults would get the comic books that, you know, more mature stuff. They weren't trying to get that stuff. But by the time I got there, there were virtually no kids comics unless you consider Dragon Ball, which, yeah, that's kind of a kids comic. But on the flip side of Dragon Ball is another another one which I don't that's not a small kids comic I don't know what it is it's some other anime or or manga I should say but I get to that later the other comics that were there were hey some of the comics that I wanted now one of the comics that they were that was given away at free comic book day at some places was Grimm the TV show Grimm I wanted that but I knew they weren't getting that the comic store I go to they said no we're not getting that one and, and like one of the other ones in LA, I'm in Glendale, but in, in LA, the last time I went years ago, they were making it. They were, you know, they were fixated on the kids. Uh, they, they had kids stuff, and there was place was packed with kids, and they were trying to get the kids first before anybody else. So that's good. All these places are, you know, 
they're concentrating on kids. The only thing bad about that is if any kids got addicted to comic, well, not addicted, but became, yeah, became comic book fans like me, Mike Myers, <laughs> Trench Coat Mafia, any of us, because then that's lots of money. You know, Mike Myers used to get his shit free. And when I say Mike Myers, you better know I'm not talking about the actor. I'm talking about the comic book podcaster, Mike Myers from Colorado. When he was a kid, all his stuff was free. Um, in Trench Coat Mafia, when he was a kid, comics were a nickel because it was 1947. And when I was a kid, it was you know they were 35 cents and stuff. And even, even I, you know, I didn't get that many comics because I didn't want to spend too much. When I started collecting, really, or I should say, not collecting, but buying comics to read, I wanted to get all the comics, but I would, I would. You know, I would shiver me <laughs> when my friends told me, yeah, that he spent like whatever he spent, like 15 or $20. I was like, what? You spent that much? And you know what I would do. I would go to the quarter bin and I would get, you know, get some stuff there as much as I could. I got a lot of Nova, uh, the 1970s Nova <laughs> from the quarter bin. And um, there were, and I, I passed by Miss Marvel. I should have got more of those. But I got a lot of stuff from the quarter bin, and I got, I would splurge once in a while and get an independent comic, because that's what I was into, indie comics. And I got all the wrong comics. <laughs> I got adolescent black belt hamsters. And that's what I own. I don't want to happen to the kids today, you know, especially since comic books are $4 each. But anyway, by the time I got there, all the kids must have been there, because all the kids got the bought the stuff and actually this store that I go to they have like a game area that has you know it, it has mostly gaming stuff and then there's the other half which is like you know another store another because there's two doors you can go to the gaming uh, door or go to the other half of the store uh, to the other door and that's um comic books mostly comics and stuff Anyway, everybody was in the comic book store, and there was a lot of kids and stuff. They were packed in the comic book store by the time I got there. And the the gaming store, no one was in there, and they had the table with these, like, five, I think it was five comic books. Because uh, everybody already, you know, got their free comics. And here's what they had, what I got. Superman, Last Son of Krypton, which, well, I'll talk about that later. The Walking Dead. Valiant 2013, uh, the manga comic book I told you about with Dragon Ball, and Marvel's Infinity, and The Walking Dead and and the Infinity are two that I wanted. The only other one I could think, and I wanted the Elmo or the Sesame Street comic book, but that was gone. And I know there's the Sesame Street is already on the shelf, and that shit is like four dollars. Then hell no! I ain't paying no four dollars for a comic book. A kid's Sesame Street book would be cheaper than that, like you know, like a Golden Book or something. <laughs> That's more worth it because at least those have like a harder cardboard outside, so the kids can't, you know, destroy it so quickly. The comic book's going to get tore up. You give, you know, you give a Sesame Street comic book to an age-appropriate kid. That shit's they slobber. It'll be slobbering all over that. They get, they spill juices and stuff all over it. So, 
it's stupid. It's stu- it's kind of stupid, you know. So, and the older kids are not going to read uh, Sesame Street, so it's it's. I think it's kind of weird. But I still was going to get it. It was free, so I was going to get them the Sesame Street. I missed it. I didn't get it. This Superman last on a crept Krypton. You just skip this shit. I don't know. It's disappointing. I didn't read it because I know I read it a long time ago. And I know you've all read it. You know, it's the one written by Jeff Johns and Richard Donner. This thing has to be like three or four years old. And on the cover, of course, they have the new, the DC New 52 logo and New 52 Superman. You know, the outfit that he wears. But on the inside, of course, it's the old school Superman because this how old that comic book is. And this is the one that has to do with a a kid from Krypton. And I, for, I remember reading this one, but I don't remember reading the rest of it. Uh, but that's old, so I just skipped it. <clears throat> the other ones I got, well, Infinity Marvel. This is the one I wanted to see. This is a prologue to, or the beginning, or the opening, whatever you want to call it, to the summer miniseries blockbuster that's coming out from Marvel this year. I guess Infinity is the big thing, um, even though I'm not sure because it's a it's a Marvel Space miniseries, and usually, if they have a Mar- Marvel Space miniseries, they also have an, a regular Marvel miniseries like a uh, Avengers versus X Men, World War Hulk, stuff like that that takes place on Marvel's Earth, six sixteen Earth with Captain America and all those guys, they usually don't have the big thing be uh, outer space. Well, actually, no. You know what? Because this, even though this prologue starts in outer space, it's going to end up on Earth. But, you know, this here, my, here's my notes on it. It says, uh, well, Hickman's story, okay, was only okay. Because that's what it is. It's basically a short prologue that's probably eight, nine, nine ten pages whatever and just like anything else by him it's okay there's nothing there's nothing great about anything Hickman has written and I should like this guy because he writes done in one stories a lot he gets to the point of the story but it's not enjoyable the first thing I read by him I was excited to read was a issue of Fantastic Four. I've been re- and <laughs> I've been you know hearing about this guy, and this issue featured one of my favorite villains, uh, Arcade. But I was bored by it. I don't remember anything about it, so I have to. I hate to admit it, but Hickman has yet to impress me. I hated his Fantastic Four, as a matter of fact, because I read many issues of his Fantastic Four. I didn't like it, but I do want to read FF the Foundation. Um, I want to read that when I still haven't read those because I heard that's better hit the art by Jim Jim Chung is banging okay that's the no complaints about the art and basically this thing is cemented Thanos well it's supposed to cement him as a ruthless motherfucker who we're scared about but it's mainly cemented his soldiers as ruthless because Thanos didn't do anything but do what he did in the Avengers movie which was we see him at the end, his 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 soldiers basically kill a benevol a benevolent group of people like this this race of benevolent people who they've already conquered before, 
and these people have risen up again. And the people, um, Thanos guys just go in and reconquer them and hurt them really bad. Well, actually, he he beheads a bunch of them, even though they're willing to do what the guy says. But he beheads them just to take the heads to Thanos as a gift. And we're supposed to be like, oh, yeah, this makes... Man, these motherfuckers are badass. It's like, no, they killed... They didn't, they didn't really face anybody formidable in here. Of course, they off-screen, they kill a formidable guy, but we don't know how badass he was because he was killed off-screen. Thanos didn't do anything. Basically, this comic book is the opening and the ending to the Avengers movie. Because it, when you see the first page of this, that's what it reminds you of. But the thing that made this comic book is the thing that put it above over the average was besides the art of Jim Chung was the reprint. It was a reprint of an old uh, Thanos versus Drax the Destroyer story from 1977. And get this, it was originally Logan's Run comic book, which I have a lot of questions about that, okay? Because it this seemed like it was, I mean, it was in the Marvel 616 space universe. Um, why the fuck was it in the back of Logan's run? It just doesn't fit. It doesn't matter that Logan's run is a Marvel comic. It's not set in the Marvel universe. Why would you have a backup story with Thanos in it? But <laughs> okay, whatever. I like the story. It was just about, but, but once again, it was Thanos destroying some benevolent, benevolent people who doesn't want to hurt, who don't want to hurt anybody so he could take their flower the last flower on their planet and destroy it what a dickhead but at least this time in this story Thanos does it for himself he doesn't have his henchmen go do it I think this because this was in the 70s 77 Thanos was just coming up he didn't have no guys yet and now he's coming up he's like Jay-Z he's got you know he's got wealth and means so he could just have his guys do it but back in the days, he had to fight Drax himself. And uh, and it was a cold-blooded story, too, because this woman and her girl went to worship this flower. And the woman, the, he, she saw that Thanos was going to destroy the flower. And, and, and she saw Drax could have helped, you know, he could have stopped Thanos. Or he could have saved the lives of the, the girl and her mother, who Thanos tossed over this mountain this cliff so instead of saving the flower Drax saved the the girl and her mother because it reminded him of his wife and his and his daughter who died he said I'm not gonna that's never gonna happen again he saves them and the bitch says motherfucker you should have stopped Danos from destroying the flower even if it cost us our lives I want to I want to smack that bitch okay <laughs> but that was a good story that story was written by Archie Goodwin and art was by Mike Zeck. I didn't know he was working as early as 77 for Marvel, but yeah. Uh, so that's a recommendation infinity. I mean, it's a free comic. So if you, <laughs> but it makes infinity look good. It look, Actually, I don't even know if it makes it look good because it was the second backup story that really did it for me. And like I said, Hickman has yet to impress me. Oh, you know how he really doesn't impress me? Because um, freaking the shield, the comic book shield that he wrote. What the hell was that? I read. A, I had a bunch of issues of that. It was boring, wackiest bullshit I've, I've seen. 
It was horrid. I think that's what really turned me off to Hickman. So the other comic I got was Valiant 2013, which this was a surprise, and I really liked it. The cover, I like covers. I like the cover of this, and I usually don't like the free comic book days that show you five pages of this comic book, and then five pages, usually it's two pages, two pages of this comic, two pages of that comic, so they can put ten pages and call it a comic book, but yet you don't get anything to satisfy you in the comic book. This is a bunch of Valiant comics. Instead of them give, giving out one, they did the pussy route and did like five of them or whatever. Five or six, six whatever. But I enjoy this. I enjoyed this because there was plenty enough to, to, you know, get my taste buds going. And I dug it. The Harbinger War is the first one. And it's an action-packed setup to a story with the kids from Harbinger versus Bloodshot. And it's very good. I already read some of the Bloodshot comics. I read a couple of those, and I I, I thought they were great. Okay, so I want to pick up. I want to. I got to catch up with Bloodshot, which I think is a great comic book. Um, Harbinger. I don't know if that's good or not, but this storyline with with Bloodshot um, versus the Harbinger kids, and eventually he's going to become their protector. I think that's pretty good. I wonder if their comics are going to, you know, totally mesh or if they're going to stay apart, you know. But um, the, also, uh, with the looks of the, I like the, the, that they kept the look of the Valiant characters about the same. They haven't changed much. You know, of course, modernized a little bit, but they didn't, everybody's the same race. Everybody looks the same color. Bloodshot is still uh, chalk white with the bloodshot on his chest, the symbol on his chest. So I dig that. Um, I think he's a slightly different. Well, I, I'm not sure of his origin in the original, if it's exactly the same as what it is here. But uh, I recommend uh, the Harbinger War. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna check that out. Then there was Archer and Armstrong, which was really good. Okay, and the guy who wrote that is Fred Valenti, who is one of my favorites. He is the one who should get all the accolades that that Hickman gets, that Jonathan Hickman gets, should be taken away from Jonathan Hickman and given to Fred Valenti. This guy writes done in one comic books. This guy writes stories that are done in one and good and great, not just great, not just good, great. And they had him writing for like the Marvel Adventures type stories, and he did a fantastic job on that. He should be getting all the um, X Men and the Avengers and all that stuff, but no, they got now they got he had to go to Valiant, and he's doing a good job there uh, with at least with Archer and Armstrong. I'm definitely gonna pick that up. That was good. Uh, Quantum and Woody. Actually, I'm, I'm <laughs> it's only a few pages. So, I mean, this this was the very few pages. They didn't give you much, but it looks twenty five thousand times better than the original Quantum and Woody already. And in one page, just one page of like I don't know, three or four pages of Quantum and Woody, only one page did a flashback of th- their childhood, and um. That one page of their childhood was made more sense. Actually, it made sense a thousand times more sense. Better written. 
the characters were seven times as likable as the original uh, Quantum and Woody. I hated the original Quantum and Woody. And I may have to go back to reviewing that. I read more Quantum and Woody. I liked them a little bit more. The older, the, the original Quantum Woody. I liked them a little bit more. Okay, but the comic book still isn't great. And this comic, this three, it's about actually three pages of Quantum and Woody. And it's tenfold better than the original. The original is shit compared to this already. I already give this super props. The only thing that, um, you know, got on my nerves a little bit. I don't like the implication. Well, first of all, you know how it makes sense. Woody and Quantum are, oh, Woody and Eric, they're brothers. It looks like um, they're, you know, it's still a white guy and a black guy, but it seems as if Eric's father adopted Woody, so... You know, so they're both adoptive brothers and they're living together, which makes a ton more sense than how shitty the original was. I'm not going to go into how bad their friendship didn't make any sense in the original one whatsoever. It didn't. And and, and it was horrid. They were horrid characters here. They're brothers who stick up for each other. I just didn't like the implication that they still go to a white boarding school and Woody had to protect. It didn't show him do this, but, um, they talked about how Woody protected uh, Eric from bullies because he was being called nigger by them. And and they didn't say the word nigger. They didn't write the word nigger. They didn't write a fake curse word or anything like the original. The original write the word, you know, talk about niggers and this and that. No, he didn't have to do that. He just said, I'm protecting you. The only one who has to call you horrible names is me, you know, and, you know, I get the sense that they like each other. They smiled at each other and they laughed with each other. That's how you write a fucking comic book, priest. Anyway, um, a comic book that lasts past a 14-year-old's eyes. You see, <laughs> because all his comic books that I liked, they were when I was a kid, or even 10 and 12 years ago. But now the same comics I go back and read them, and they're. It doesn't hold up. His his stories don't hold up, in my opinion. Uh, Christopher Priest, I'm talking about. But this Quantum and Woody, I recommend. Uh, then they also bring it back a uh, Hardcore and Eternal Warrior. They just had ads for those, and I know that you y'all were chomping at the bit for Eternal Warrior and Hardcore to come back. But don't worry, it's coming back, y'all. <laughs> they coming back. Uh, the other comic, Walking Dead. <sighs> I don't know if this is a reprint or if it's an original, but I like it. This is good. This is sort of an anthology too, but it's all the Walking Dead characters. The, all the black characters, the ones that are on the TV series right now, not T-Dog, who's not in the comic book at all, I don't think, but the other three. And I didn't get the last guy's name, but um, there's Michonne, of course, her story. And these are all their stories. At the very beginning of the whatever they call it, the the zombie outbreak happened. The, be, the beginning days of that, and that's Michonne, Tyrese, and the other black guy who had a son on the TV show. He has a son at the on, he showed up in the first episode, um, and I think he's coming back to the TV series or he is back. I don't I don't keep track of the TV series. I only seen I'm only part way through season two, but I know who these characters are. I read only read. 
four or five issues of The Walking Dead comic book. But I pretty much know the characters and who they are. And, uh, oh, yeah, concentrate on the three black characters, but they're also concentrate on, um, what's his face, the, uh, the governor. And I would, and I hate that character so much. I hate that fucking character. But Tyrese's story, let's, let's talk about different stories. Tyrese's story, uh, shows that he was a dickhead and probably a racist before he got up with Rick and the crew or he's probably not a racist but he, he he's an asshole okay he's an asshole to his daughter or his boyfriend who's a white kid um so there's that and that story was okay and then the the father and son um the black guy who has the son his story was pretty cool it shows what a great guy he was and it it shows what ha- it's probably what takes place with his son in between the time that they leave Rick behind, um, at the in the first episode and first issue of the comic book, it shows that. I mean, in between, I'm sorry, between that and the time that they come back to the prison or wherever he meets up with Rick again, this is when him and his son were on their own, and it's actually I don't even think there were any zombies in that. It was just them. It showed their relationship, which is cool. And the story that I most wanted to see that I've been ever since I seen her with those two dead guys walking up to camp Michonne, I wanted to know the backstory behind that. I mean, I could pretty much guess, but this tells you how, who her boyfriend was and her, his friend. I get to see them talking as human beings alive for the first time. I get to see Michonne how she <clears throat> how she dressed because I wonder is she was she a businesswoman I mean what could she cause she looked like fucking Rambo okay she looked and she acts like she's ready to kill somebody all the goddamn time like she's ruthless I'm like okay were you were you Rambo already were you like a Navy SEAL I mean who the hell was you but she would you have to read the story well I forget I just say she she's not what I expected okay the way she dressed anyway and the way what she had, what she probably did for a living before, you know, before this, but he, he need to explain more how he got, from, how she got from that to this. Let's just say a working girl. <laughs> I'm, and I'm not, no, cause I'm not, no, she's not a hooker worker, working girl, but Melanie Griffith in the movie working girl, that kind of vibe I got um, from her. And then there was the governor's story. He discussed me. His character pissed me off, and his this story just cements my hate for him. Okay, he sucks. I hate that motherfucker. The Dragon Ball comic book, and and another. There's another story on the other side, which I can't pronounce it. I didn't read that story. I read the Dragon Ball story, and it's just a childhood story of Goku and Curry Rin, however you pronounce his name. And I thought it was a cute little story. It's like, you know, it's like a Calvin and Hobbes thing. It's, it's just fun. It's a fun, cute story. That was good. And I like the cover on that also. And of course, I skipped the last Son of Krypton. Fuck that. Fuck them. DC for being so fucking cheap. They could have at least did a story from the new 52. Either made a new one or... You know, just reprinted one of the New 52, but it, but no. They could have done one of the zero issues from New 52. Cheap bastards. 
meaning cheap as in they want people to buy all the zero issues. They don't want to give any of those away for free. They don't want to give any DC new 52 stuff away for free, even though it's been almost two years, you know, a year and a half, whatever. So, uh, that is, uh, that is free comic book day, 2013. The stuff I had was good. The stuff that I didn't get that looked pretty good. So it looks like they had a good year this year, and there was a lot of turnout at a lot of stores from what I seen. I'm seeing on Facebook. So, with that, uh, just stay tuned, y'all. I got some more poop sandwich episodes coming up. Oh, and there's a new Zoom show on other networks. I hope um, I'm, I'm gonna give you more details when it comes out, but I just I'm just gonna wait till. The show drops, then I'll let you know. But it's a new Zoom show that's supposed to be on two other <coughs> networks with a new host. I, I already recorded it, but you know it's going to be a once a, once a month thing, and I'll put links on to it onto the Zoom site once that drops. But it's it's Zoom. That's the name of that show. <laughs> but what you're listening to now is uh. Zoomcast new comics and that is that's it go to zoomcast.blogspot.com for all the updates join Zoomcast uh, Facebook my Facebook page come on y'all if you're not doing it do me a favor I'm trying to get to 30 okay I'm trying to get 30 that's my goal right now I'm at 16 people who like us on Facebook so with that um, until next time Peace.